Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast where we dig into the digital revolution and the extraordinary changes that are taking place in the, in the workplace as a remarkable new tools come together to help reshape really how major parts of organizations work and are able to drive new value. One of those areas is around corporate finance and the remarkable new changes we're seeing there and the new types of value that corporate finance and strategic planning are delivering in organizations. In that context, we're delighted to have with us today, Kai Arima, who is Workday's Vice President of Finance and Strategic Planning. And Kai's gonna talk with us about how Workday is using Workday Adaptive Planning to do some entirely new things that drive a lot of new value, new insights, and new capabilities across the organization. Kai, good to see you. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you for having me. So, Kai, you know, there's so many things going on in the business world today, and right what maybe the world of uh, corporate finance for some time had been uh, fairly stayed, it moved along at a, at a pretty basic pace, but things have changed so much in the past few years. We're really looking to get some expertise on you know, from you, the position you hold there at Workday in charge of finance and strategic planning, and also being uh, an expert on what's going on with Workday technology. So Kai was hoping you might be able to give us a sense, you know, when customers, when you're speaking with them and they, they ask for Workday's advice on how to improve financial planning processes, how do you advise them on where to get started? And is there a playbook to help them, Kai, move beyond you know, the old notion of static and disconnected planning with limited insights? Yeah, it's a great question. Very relevant right now. Uh, you know, I think all finance teams are trying to do more with less right now. And um, it, at the same time, it's a highly volatile business environment. Things are changing. Uh, you know, as a planner, you lock your plan and then the next day COVID happens or you have rising inflation and rising interest rates. And so right now we're really seeing a time where finance teams are challenged to you know, work within some of uh, their current processes, but have to respond to a lot of change. And so it's, it's a great question on how do teams get started? So the way I think about this is really in two two big major first steps. So the first one being really think about aligning your company on the data model. So mm -hmm. really make that investment. Think about uh, how your data model is structured across your company and do you have alignment on things like data definitions, uh, your hierarchy structure, your 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 business drivers. And so an example of this would be, uh, do you all have the same understanding of what is a customer? You know, it sounds mm -hmm. super simple, but your finance team might have a different definition of when you count a customer as your sales team or your marketing team or your product team. And so really taking that time upfront to make that investment in alignment is going to pay dividends for years and years. So those are some great insights. And I'm wondering if from your experience within Workday and all the uh, you know remarkable things that Workday is doing, could you give us a couple examples about this? You know how you're using this cross-functional collaboration to get at that all-important data and to share that with more people across the company. Absolutely, great question. I think uh, there are a couple of examples that come to mind. You know, first is you know we have 
workforce planning, which is a tight collaboration with our HR team, it, along with our financial planning and headcount planning, that is really more of a finance function. And so really working together across finance and HR, that, that's one key example. Um, a second example that's kind of more near and dear to my heart is uh, something that we internally refer to as the common model. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, a mo it's an adaptive planning model that helps us forecast long-term uh, ARR, annual recurring revenue. Uh, and it's referred to as the common model because of a little bit of its history. So uh, prior to putting this in adaptive, we actually had a very painful process <laughs> that involved uh, finance, of course, but also um, a group from our sales team, as well as our product team. And every year we'd come together and we talk about what our long-term projections are for ARR. And each group had an independent model that had independent perspectives, data structures, different definitions. You can, you can imagine how this was not a very productive conversation. Yeah. So once we migrated it into adaptive, it completely changed that conversation. Okay, that's a great overview. I wonder, can you give us some specific examples about the benefits that you're seeing within Workday? Absolutely. So as we talked about kind of in, in the beginning about laying that data foundation and aligning on the hierarchies and, and drivers, that's exactly what we did as part of the common model. And so when we now meet uh, to discuss the long-term projections of ARR using this adaptive model, the conversation has changed from, you know, well, that number doesn't look right. I don't believe it to, you know, where did you get that number? It's now a conversation about, okay, that's, you know, what driver assumption are you using to project that outcome? Do we believe that that's a realistic trajectory or not? And what are we assuming from a business lever perspective that is, supporting that change in trajectory. So you can see how the conversation has completely shifted and it's a far more strategic conversation that we're having versus what we did before. And uh, Kai, it also helps avoid those situations where you have 10 people in a meeting and every one of those 10 people has his or her own version of what's true, what's real. Absolutely, make. absolutely. And the, the meetings have actually gotten smaller as well, which is uh, really help. We don't have to have, you know, 10 people from each group. Right. It's so interesting what you said there, uh, right? There might be some people saying, well, how could you get mixed up on that? But as you described it, I think you you really hit a key point, which is department to department over time, right? Or in the past, they, they might've had, as you said, these different definitions, and then it becomes impossible to get that end-to-end -end alignment on what, the, you know, what's the right data? What's the right product? Who is a customer? How do you keep track of these, it must just have been maddening for companies in the past, the amount of time and effort and energy they had to spend to get all that stuff straight, right? Absolutely. Uh, I've definitely seen examples in my past where you have, you know, something as simple as definition of customer or definition of a product, right? You, you have disconnected processes, definitions, and then what happens is you have different departments having disagreements about things like definitions and structures versus having the real strategic conversation about outcomes and strategic levers of what you're going to do to change the trajectory of your business. And so uh, going back to your question on how to get started, I think another piece of 
getting to that alignment is taking the time to understand the processes outside of finance and what is happening upstream and downstream of your financial planning process. So you're really thinking about how to connect these processes together and thinking about the financial planning process as not the process. It is a finance is orchestrating a company planning process that is involving all functions. So in order to design a, a good financial planning process, you need to understand how is it going to fit into all of these upstream and downstream processes like upstream, you may have strategic planning for the company and downstream, you may have a whole host of functional planning processes that depend on finance. And so the better understanding you have and the more you work across with these different teams, the more they're going to buy into the financial planning process and you're going to result in a much better plan. Yeah. Well, Kai, I think, you know, as you've described that, this sort of new version of what is involved in the plan, right? It's more than just seeing it from the narrow finance department lens, but it's the whole company, it's the whole business and operations and products and customers and so on. So I think, Kai, especially in that context, now to introduce this notion of continuous planning, if some, uh, you know, if a business hasn't been looking at planning in that sort of complete end-to-end -end view that continuous planning could sound a little bit scary, right? And especially if a business isn't equipped with the modern tools, but now I think this has been a particular strength with Workday, right? You've got these highly capable solutions like Workday Adaptive Planning. What are the advantages that customers can gain from this new idea of continuous planning? That's right. Yeah. And I agree. I think the word continuous can sound very daunting if you really think about it as you're always planning. Um, we talk about continuous planning a lot at Workday, uh, but the intent is not to be always planning and you know, always uh, adjusting your models. The idea is really to be agile and to be able to have a plan that can adjust as your business adjusts. And so that's really the spirit behind continuous planning. And it and certainly it helps to have uh, the tools in place like our adaptive planning and the data model that's aligned to that solid foundation. All of these things really help to build that agility in your planning muscle. And so once you have that capability, it really yields benefits in terms of um, less manual work, right? It's you are able to plan faster. It is a lighter process throughout the year versus this big bang once a year process that's kind of feels like reinventing the wheel every year. So it makes it more of a an, an agile, smooth process throughout the year. Uh, and then another benefit of that is, you know, your plan carries more weight. It, it is something that is actually part of the business. It changes with the business. And so it becomes a tool that can you can use to see further out, to give your teams more lead time to react and to you know, really think about, okay, how are we going to adjust versus having it this be this once a year reference point? Like, how did we do against that thing that we talked about you know, eight months ago? Uh, it really changes the conversation. That's interesting as you described that because I think it was, well, now uh, two, two and a half years ago, but uh, 
your co-CEO and Neil Busri talked about how there were some companies they saw in light of trying to adapt to what happened with the onset of the pandemic. He said, I believe he said 30x increase in the number of plans that they were delivering there, right? So, uh, and he was specific, not 30%, but 30x. So I think companies in these modern times when everybody's trying so hard to move at the speed of their customers, this notion of continuous planning, as you've just laid it out, it becomes not just, you know, a goal or a desire, it, it becomes an essential part of, right, of how companies have to operate today. That's right. I, I mean, I think about it in terms of not just continuous from a linear perspective of you're constantly iterating, but you're also think of it as like a spider web. You're thinking of different scenarios, different questions of, well, you know, what if, you know, we modeled it this way? Let's, you know, spin up a new version with those assumptions. Well, what if, you know, the economy turns this way? Let's, you know, spin up a version in the other direction. And so that's how you get to 30x the number, the volume of planning scenarios, uh, it, it's very easy to understand, yeah. And so, Kai, if we extend that out a little bit to, you know, some of the benefits that you've touched on, many of them here, but if we look a little more deeply into that, so companies today, it seems they're looking to establish these end-to-end -end digital processes that will help boost transparency and insights, productivity, and speed. How does Workday Adaptive Planning help its customers achieve those goals while also enabling people to have access to the appropriate planning tools and outcomes? Yeah, it's a great question. I think all teams are trying to get to these outcomes, right? Speed, transparency, insights. Uh, I think of it in, in two ways. There's there's the tool itself, the technology itself. Uh, when I think about it, adaptive and, and really the broader workday suite as well, it's very user-friendly, it's very fast. Um, you know, myself, I'm not a technical user. I'm not a technical person. Uh, but when I have a question, I can go in and I can configure my own report. You know, I it's it, the data is never going to be exactly the way you want it, right? When you log in, but you want to you want to see it in a certain way. I'm able to do that myself, and I I don't have to go to my team to run a bunch of different things for me. And so I think that's a, a really good proof point of um, enabling speed. Uh, and insights at, at many levels. Then there's the uh, the aspect of just enabling more access, enabling more users into the system. I, I mean, myself is one example, but even outside of the finance team, uh, you know, one thing that we do at Workday is we actually enable more groups outside of finance. We have sales, we have product, we have marketing, all engaging in our planning systems. And what that does is enable us to connect some of those downstream planning processes that we talked about earlier and um, allow our, our plans to talk to each other. And so what that allows us to do is eliminate some of that manual reconciliation work later because you're all planning with the same data foundation uh, and, and it allows for better data flow as well. Yeah. well now, you know, what, what you just said there is so important, but you know, we see some companies and they'll say, gee, we put out this mandate, everybody has to use this tool. Nobody knows how to use it. You have to get some advanced degree to learn how to use some of these tools. And then leaders in the company are surprised nobody uses it. So this, you know, uh, appealing user interface that you've described there, you don't have to be technical. It's one of those gravitational things, right? That 
pulls more people into it. Then they start to look at the plan as not just something I have to do once a year, but this is a valuable, essential business tool that lets me do my job better the more I use it and work with it. And it also gives you that harmony across the organization that you described. So a, a lot of benefits there, it seems like. It is. Um, you know, you just reminded me of kind of my first day or first couple of weeks at Workday, which was now over eight years ago. Um, and when I when I came, I remember it was right around Christmas break. So everyone was on vacation. There wasn't a lot of people around to ask questions or there weren't a lot of people around to ask questions. Uh, and I decided, you know, I'm just going to go in and start looking on, on my own and start to navigate the system. And so I got really far on my own. And that was something that really surprised me um, just coming in being and, and realizing how user friendly uh, the, the tools at work they were. And so I was able to kind of self-train a lot of the things. Of course, there were questions when I came when everyone came back as a new employee. But I was really pleased with how far I could get. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kai, you know, the. You can't sort of uh, go more than an hour these days without somebody asking about <clears throat> chat GPT and, and generative AI and what's the next big thing, the next cool thing that's going on here. Um, Workday has always been a big proponent, a big evangelist for very advanced technology. And I know you've been using machine learning and AI for many, many years. I, could you talk a little bit about how you know, in the context of what you've been discussing today, um, where do you think AI or machine learning as well could have the biggest impact on planning? Yeah, it's it's such a hot topic, really interesting time to be thinking about it, given all of the, the recent news. Um, you know, overall, there's just so much potential for incorporating more data into our plans to get um, higher better plans for one, but also to, just to create leverage for our finance teams. Uh, I think it's really about creating that leverage, automating more and more of you know what we're doing, but not replacing what yeah. finance is doing completely. And I think that's fundamentally Workday's approach. It's really about um, using the, the most cutting edge technology to automate and create leverage for the finance teams in a very, and one thing that's different about Workday's approach is it's really meant to target business outcomes, very targeted <clears throat> business outcomes in a way that's very uh, respectful of data privacy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so with all, with all that context, I think, uh, you know, right now we're already starting to see some of the benefits in terms of leverage. We, you know, we have anomaly detection and outlier reporting. And so we're looking at a lot of data and recommendations on how we can improve our plans. Like that's already happening. Over time, what I expect to see is um, AIML starting to do more complex tasks, mm -hmm. uh, more kind of interesting use cases around things like answering questions or generating the version one of something that a, a, a finance person would do, like a variance flux analysis or maybe commentary, or even, you know, my hope is like a presentation. Uh, maybe they can do the first draft for me and then I can take it from there. So I think that's the, the direction that things are going. Yeah, it, it sounds like a very, you know, upbeat and optimistic direction there, Kai. And, uh, you know, there's in some 
you'll hear some people talk about, uh, you know, I'm worried about AI because it's going to take jobs away. But Workday's approach has always been that AI and ML are there to complement and augment than what humans can do. And I think you've just described some great ways that it gives people the ability to be able to do higher value work. Uh, and that that's that's the key, right, for the, the whole digital future. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think in this entire space, when it comes to finance and planning, what I'm most excited about is really how the role of FP&A is going to evolve. Mm -hmm. And as you know, AIML starts to do more complex tasks and creates more and more leverage for, for our finance teams, FP&A professionals are going to you know, shift in terms of the skill sets that are required and the way we grow and develop our talent. It's going to shift to things that are things that machines don't do as well, things yeah. that are more human. And so yeah. I think we're going to see more emphasis on things like uh, understanding our audience, right? Storytelling, empathy, uh, connecting the dots and making strategic decisions based on lots of context and recommendations. Those are things that, you know, that those are human things versus, you know, all of the, the more of the manual work and, data sifting that I think will get more and more automated over time. And all those points you just raised there, Kai, those sound like the sorts of things too, that across the organization, again, it's going to make the whole, you know, finance strategic planning team and the function and the value you bring to the company, it's going to make it seem less like a once a year, oh, we have to do this and let's just get through it somehow. And instead, this will be, I need to be involved in this. I need to understand where things are going and get some additional ideas for how, you know, wherever I sit in the organization, how I can do things better and bring more value to the company. Yeah. And in an interesting way, I think finance has an even larger seat at the table over time because of AIML. And that's that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah. Well, great. Kai, this has been a great conversation here. Before we wrap up, any final thoughts, anything you wanted to share before we go? Um, no, thank you for the opportunity. I think you, you see a, a wide range of topics when it comes to automation and the future of FP&A. So it's really exciting. Thank you. Great. Well, Kai, thank you so much. And everybody, we've been speaking with Kai Arima, the Vice President of Finance and Strategic Planning at Workday, and her views on how the whole FP&A field is going to be moving ahead into a very exciting digital future. Thanks for being with us. Look forward to seeing you next time.